Uh, this is Sam Myers, and we interrupt your regularly scheduled five more minutes to bring you the first ever episode of Just Five Minutes. Uh, now, why the title change? Well, if you were with us at church on Sunday, you might notice that the voice that is speaking to you now is not the voice that was speaking to you during the sermon. Um, we had an unexpected change of plans. So I was supposed to be with you all to preach, but while I was spending the weekend with my family, uh, about an hour and a half away from Simsbury, I came down sick, um, and it was nothing life-threatening or anything like that, but it was enough to keep me bound to my bed and altogether not able to drive the 90 minutes to come and be with you all. So that was obviously super disappointing to me as I was excited to be with you, um, but from what I hear, God was faithful to the church, and it was a wonderful service in my absence, and I'm super grateful for how that fact reveals that what was a change of plans for us was not one for him. Um, he'd seen it coming from eternity past, and he was not surprised. Um, and I don't want anyone to worry. I'm not about to try to preach a sermon in this little podcast, though I am excited um, about what God gave me around Acts 20, and I'm hopeful that he'll open up a door for me to share it all with you soon. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, instead, though, I just want to reflect on one part of my experience of this weekend aloud and maybe talk about what God has taught me through it um, in the hope that it can be encouraging and challenging to you listening to this as well as it was for me. Um, I haven't gotten the chance to know many of you very well due to the brevity of my stay here, uh, but one thing that you should know about me is that if I had to choose one adjective that I would want people to use to describe me, it would be reliable. Now, part of that is probably learned from my family, but part of that, I think, is just my own wiring, um, a good desire that God has given me uh, that can, if I let it, become twisted um, when it becomes central to my life. So you can probably already recognize that me getting sick and being forced to not follow through, um, especially in, in a fairly public way and in something I'm passionate about and take personally, which is preaching, um, this was quite a blow to my pride when it happened. Um, but the reality of my desire to be reliable, reliable is this. Um, that's fully out of my control. I was reflecting on the problem of how little control any of us have as part of my preparation for the sermon um, that I would have preached a few days ago. And it's almost comic to me that God allowed me to get sick, almost like a little divine wink in my direction to remind the kid typing away on his computer um, about how little control any of us have, that that is not just a concept to be known, but it's a reality that we live in, sometimes more aware than others. Some of you have lived this reality of our lack of control in way more significant ways than I have. Um, some of you have experienced it not by missing a speaking engagement, um, but through the loss of a loved one, through personal injury or illness or loss of function. Um, and if you don't yet have an instance that comes to mind when I talk about this, eventually, if you live long enough, you will. That's not a threat. Um, it's just a reminder of our condition. And our condition is this, we have no control. Sometimes it feels like we do, and, and we usually seek out routines and roles and structures for our lives that allow us to live in the illusion of control rather than fully aware of the reality of how we lack it. But I believe that if we depend on seeing the control that we think we have in our lives for our peace of mind, then when we're confronted with our lack of control, everything falls apart for us because that's our entire way of viewing the world gone. So what's the alternative to this? I think the alternative is to remember who's really in control. And it's not going to surprise anyone here uh, when I say that that's God. While we're small, he's big. We are weak, he is strong. We are simple, but he is wise. We can only see in part, but he sees everything forever, always. 
When we are surprised, he's not. When we're scared, he never is. He never has to scramble to figure out what's next. He's never, ever made a backup plan, and he never has put his head in his hands and asked, what now? Sometimes in our times of crisis, we can unconsciously put these responses to the unexpected on God because we're feeling them, and they feel so real and objective to us. But this is one of those wonderful ways that the Bible says that his ways are not our ways. Our Lord is never out of control. When we say that he is sovereign, what we're doing is we're searching for a word to describe that there has never been a single moment in a single space that in any way has been in even the slightest sense out of his control. He is God over all and there is nothing that is not in his hands. So whenever you're listening to this, I'd just love to invite you to take a few moments of silence to acknowledge this, that, that you don't have control but that someone far better and more capable than you does. And, and he's never scared. He's never caught off guard. He's never at a loss. Seriously, just, just take a few minutes. Go ahead and pause now. I, I promise I won't go anywhere. Uh, and when you're finished, you can join me in, in prayer, either, either uniting with me in the prayer that I'm going to pray um, or praying in the same spirit, because we all have uh, a share of the same spirit, the spirit uh, of the never scared, never surprised, always in control God living in us. Um, so just take a moment and rejoin me uh, when you're done. Well, if you're still listening, I'm assuming that you've taken a moment just to reflect and pray, and I'd love to lead us in a little prayer as we close this time. So feel free to pray along with me um, or in the same heart with me here. Father God, you are not like us. And when we, say that, when we say that, we say so much, more than we know, but one of these many things that we're saying there is that you truly are in control while we are not. We may feel in control of our relationships, our jobs, our health, our fitness, all these little parts of our lives, but you know the truth. And if we're honest, so do we. And that scares us. But God, you are in control. And you love us better than we love ourselves. You are stronger than we are. And only you can and will truly use your control towards what is best. Uh, what's best for us, what's best for others, what's best for all of creation and for your glory and delight. So in this moment, we just confess that we have forgotten that you alone are God of all. And we ask for forgiveness for embracing the sweet-sounding lie that we have control. Thank you, Lord, for the cross and that because of what you did in showing that you were sovereign over even our brokenness and its price, that is death, we know nothing but grace in exchange for sins and new starts in exchange for shame. And we ask for a new start right now, God. We surrender to you our sense of control and remember that you alone are in control. Take control of our lives, God, and lead us into a better story than we ourselves ever could, no matter how much control we would have. We love you, Jesus, and we ask this in your name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Five More Minutes or whatever we're calling it this week. And uh, Lord willing, of course, I will see you soon. Have a good week, church.